eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Adam, the last time that we talked on this podcast, the Rockets had five games to go in the regular season, and they've played three of those games. They've gotten through three of those games and are two and one. Uh, They've won two of the three games that they've played in that span, obviously two more games to go. Um, and so we're getting here to the very end of it. You and I were just at Toyota Center the other night for the Rockets' final home game uh, of the season, which um, I, I feel like went about as well as you could ever ask for it to, to beat the Western Conference leading Denver Nuggets and to keep them from clinching, at least in that moment, from clinching the top seed and all of that. Like, And it was one of their better efforts, I feel like, to uh, just all around. So I wanted to open up with this question just about the Rockets in terms of changing changing the narrative because you have, we're running a promo at sportsradio610.com of us talking in a previous episode about how what they need to do and something that they should want to do is to change the narrative about how they're talked about and how they're viewed as an organization and where their future is going. Do you feel like there have been moments toward the end of the season, especially with some of their key stars, Jabari, or their, I should say, key cornerstone pieces like Jabari Smith, Jalen Green, Alperin Shingoon, that the way that they're finishing the season feels like they might be somewhat changing the narrative? And and I guess what is your sort of overall reaction to these last few games? Um, on the narrative question, probably not. I mean, let's be honest. I don't think that what you're doing the last – couple games first i don't think very many people are paying attention to what they're doing right now especially outside of this city just because the games that they are playing it you know of the three games that they just played only one really mattered and that was the lakers game and they got crushed in the lakers game but you know yeah. Denver didn't really need the game on tuesday and detroit is basically throwing away the remainder of its schedule at this point so i, I don't think that the narrative will change at all up until you get to free agency and, and next season and you start actually winning games because at the end of the day, this is going to be a 20 and 62, 21 and 61, 22 and 60 type season. And it's the, it's back-to-back 60 lost seasons. It's you know, they would have lost 60 had they played a full uh, 82 game schedule the year before. So I think that will, that stuff will uh, be, will probably outweigh 
what we've seen over the last few days. And I do think that, you know, we're going to get into this a little bit later in this show, but I, I do think that you're going to have some stories come out uh, once the season is over that will kind of further, it'll, it'll make things feel a little more unstable than maybe uh, you would want when you want to talking about trying to change the narrative. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I, for me, just on this point about changing the narrative, the part of it that the, the reason why I was confused about it is because I'm like, man, the same team that won that Denver game, like you mentioned, didn't Denver didn't necessarily need, is the same team that lost that Lakers game. And I thought that was one of the I, – I don't even know if it's appropriate to say it's one of the more disappointing games because they've had so many disappointing games. It probably is not even in the top ten of disappointing games. But it was a disappointment, I thought, the way that they played that night. Um, and But then the Denver game, to me, they played – like it was just a complete opposite. And I don't know if one has to do with the other. Like they they see, you know, what they did against the Lakers and feel like don't feel good about it and want to just put on a better effort in their final home game of the season. If they, you know, had there was more riding on that or more emotion riding on that or what it was. But like it's to me, it's just one of those things where you're like, man, this this team can can look two totally different ways on two totally different nights in terms of like what direction that they're that they're headed in. I, I guess for me, the only part of the narrative that would be positive or the positive part of the narrative that I would point out is that the key guys, and we've mentioned this before, but it continues to be the case. The key guys are making progress in ways that I wasn't always willing to say or acknowledge in the other parts of the season. You know, like we're at, a, we're at a point where I feel like pretty comfortable saying, Hey, Jalen Green has made progress. Albert Shingun has made progress. These guys still got a long way to go. But hey, Kevin Porter Jr.'s made progress. Like I, I think that that is something that you can comfortably say at that at this point. Whereas I'm not sure if that's necessarily been the case for the entire season. No, I know, I know it hasn't. Yeah, the Lakers game. I mean, you're you're facing Anthony Davis, and they have nobody who can match up with Anthony Davis. I mean, they they just don't. I mean, they don't have anybody who they don't have a big who's that quick. They don't have a big who's you know quick and and. Uh, who's quick and strong like that. They just, they didn't have a chance in that game. And again, the Lakers needed the game. Whereas, you know, uh, Nikola Jokic had really dominated the first three games against the Rockets this season, but they didn't really need that game last night, uh, the other night. And Jokic didn't play his usual minutes. It's a good win. Nonetheless, you'll take it, but two totally different scenarios. So I, I think that, you know, they won the Pistons game. That was not an easy type of game. You know, that's a back in, you know, I know the Pistons are bad, but that was a back and forth game. I think there were 23 lead changes uh, in the first three quarters of the game. And then they finally took control of it in the fourth and the Denver game, uh, the way that they played in the fourth quarter, I do think that's the sort of thing that matters because we've seen games like this before where, you know, they're tied or they're up one, they're down one at the end of three, and then they just get blasted in the fourth. And this was the opposite where they actually blasted the nuggets in the fourth and they used their defense. Um, you know, they, they want to be an aggressive defensive team. They want to force turnovers and that's what they did against Denver and they were able to get out and run and, and get easy buckets that way. So I, I do think that that's the positive that you take from that last game, but I don't think it changes anything from, you know, how they are going to be perceived from the outside. Uh, you know, when you look at the, the first 79 games of the year. 
Yeah, and to the point that you made just a moment ago about the fourth quarter, I just want to add, like, one of the better parts of that is I think that you got, you know, first of all, you got a great operation goon game um, in comparison to what you'd been getting against Jokic previously. Obviously, Jokic had been winning that matchup, uh, and rightfully so, but you got a great Shangoon game. And then Jalen Green turned it on late. You know, like he was a big part of it. Um, whereas I think prior to the fourth quarter, he was having a pretty inefficient night. Um, like he was scoring, but it wasn't looking great. Um, whereas by the end of the game, it seemed to really be coming together. So, uh, and again, that's one game, um, but it's here at the end. And I feel like you kind of take all of the, all of the wins that you can get or all the positives that you can take away from a season like this.